Welcome to Mental Conversations, uh, a podcast focusing on positive mental health and overcoming the struggles of life. My name is Chris Sutton, and today I'm excited because I'm joined in our lead studio by Nama Zussman. Nama is a yoga teacher and certified health coach at Nama Wellness. Um, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Chris. Um, so today we're going to talk about one of my favourite subjects, but maybe least favourite subjects because I get kind of guilt association with this. Um, we're going to talk about food. Um, so we met, we were talking about what you might want to talk about and what, what we decided was, I've written this down, your relationship with food is a reflection on your relationship with yourself. So tell me about that. Yeah, that's a big question, but we'll try <laughs> to break it down. Um, what I saw from, uh, through my personal experience um, from healing from eating disorders and disordered eating and working with clients is that when you're not really connected with yourself or when you're, let's say, following shoulds, um, maybe it's like what you should do for life, what you should yeah. study, who you should marry, how your life should look like, what you should eat, mm. how you should look like, then you're like opening this gap yeah, um, and, and taking yourself further away you know, yeah. from, from who you truly are. And that is a void that you open up and it's almost like you need to fill up the void with food or alcohol or other stuff. So that's, I think that's the root of it. If I that's deep, that's deep straight off the bat. Yeah, that's, but you ask this big yeah, question. So. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean, this, um, that word should. I can't remember where I read this or heard this or, uh, and there's an irony because you have to I have to kind of use the word should to describe it. But it should the word should should be banned. <laughs> like you know, like yeah. Um, it would be appropriate for that word to be banned because yeah, any I've had this conversation like not on the podcast but with someone before that pretty much any time you use the word should, it's like well, hang on, by whose definition? Who's saying that that's the way that yes. you're, you you need to be? And you're taking your the, you're giving your power away. So you're giving your power to food rules or to diets or to um, expectations yeah. or titles or appearance instead of just, you know, yeah. connecting to what really matters to you. Right. So bringing that to the food then. So mm -hmm. you're saying that you fill that void. And I mean, not necessarily with food, but it might be exercise or mm -hmm. alcohol or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but actually that's filling that gap between you're the kind of true you and the and what you're trying to be that you that is an impossible kind of goal yes wow. yes yeah wow and it's you know you start seeing it that when you actually start to connect with yourself and like discover who you are and what matters to you then you don't have that need to fill up that void anymore it's almost like you're already full so i work with a lot of clients who you know who feel like they're hungry all the time and they can only think about food all day and part of it is because it's it's that obsession and that overthinking about what and should and mm. you know and when, once you start connecting with really what brings you joy and meaning in life yeah then you don't have that yeah you you finally feel full it's it's hard isn't it because like the i'm trying to bring it down to like an example of um um of something like 
I've experienced or, or to my world or putting it in layman's terms for my simple mind. And I, what I'm thinking is, like, it's quite hard to... I've heard people say before about that connection with yourself and understanding yourself. Um, that's a really challenging thing to do, isn't it? It's quite a, a road to go down and to find out. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, we don't learn it as children you know it's not something that most par parents encourage yeah in fact what society encourages is a road towards if you get these grades you can get this into this university if you get to this university you're gonna and get a first then you'll get this job which yes. means you'll get this car which means you'll get this house which means you'll get this amount of money and with that you'll attract beautiful people and yeah the path is already decided for you yeah and it's whether you're going to like break this path unless it's the right path for you and that's totally fine but is it what brings you happiness and meaning you know yeah and uh, and you've alluded to it there that the thing the thing that brings you happiness and meaning is something quite individual isn't it to you yes so it's actually a, it is that self discovery it isn't actually saying yeah it's not that path that i just described it's this one you know it's not we're not saying that we're not saying there is a prescribed path we're saying it's it is something you have to find yourself really isn't it yeah so that's what you do isn't it you help that's one of the things you do you help people to discover their own it's almost like you know through food so people come to me um to some kind of like healing their relationship with food and their body and um you know working on on maybe it's yo-yo dieting maybe it's emotional eating maybe it's overeating and or obsessing about food that's the main you know yeah um things i work with clients so through that journey with food and that's where like the reflection with food you know the the connection with food reflects the relationship with yourself yeah through that you see that so much unfolds mm. and it's beyond food so all of a sudden like why do you have the needs to uh finish your plate even if you're already full you know going back and <laughs> thinking about what is what is it that your mom used to tell you and you know breaking those things down hey. and then you start making the connections because truly you cannot separate you know, your body, your mind, uh, the, the patterned way of thinking, like the stories you grew up on, um, you know, what your heart desires, these are all connected. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so in terms of the food, that, that food then, because I, I can actually, um, I can see a lot of what, how I behave with food within what you're saying there. And, you know, even words, even in phrases like comfort eating, mm. you know, that whole... So, so what do you do in terms of, I like, I mean, just to give you an example. So I will, um, every evening I'll have my tea, whatever. And then, but afterwards it is a routine now that I will have some kind of sweet treat, some kind of chocolate mm. or cake or whatever, mm. like every evening with, mm. a, with a cup of tea or whatever, with a cup of coffee. Like, um, so and it's and it's like a treat. Mm -hmm. So I actually, you know, that is. But if I'm much like alcohol, people would talk about alcohol. I see it as like something of if I've got something to celebrate, I'll have that. If I've got something that I'm not happy about, I'll have that. Mm. So it's the go-to thing regardless. Yeah. So I think there are a few things to it. The first thing is that we like from a young age we learn to equate 
food with uh, either punishment or reward because you come back from home with a good grade and your parents tell you, let's go and have an ice cream to celebrate, right? Yeah. And then if you didn't finish the food on your plate, you're not allowed to have dessert. So we start making these connections. Right? Have you got a webcam in my kitchen? <laughs> this is what I do with my kids. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe this will give you some food oh, for thought. Let me get a pen and paper. Hang on. Uh, yeah, but this is like, um, this is what we do, you know. So we, we start making these connections uh, with food. And now I think the first thing is that actually there is nothing wrong about having like food as comfort sometimes, right? Because food plays a role in our life. We eat at least three times a day. Yeah. Um, it's something that we grow up with, we celebrate, it's a way of sharing, um, it's connecting, sharing love, showing love, you mm -hmm. know. Um, so there is nothing wrong about sometimes having like a comfort eating. Yeah. Uh, it's when you start thinking about it as a bad thing or a thing that you shouldn't do. Yeah. That's when it gets, gets you, let's say, into trouble or that's where maybe you... Uh, develop uh, a bit of like binge eating or maybe emotional eating because you feel guilt mm. and then guilt leads to you know overeating or eating you know some kind of backlash um i think you know what ask maybe you can ask yourself what is this uh sweet after dinner serving you what is it like which kind of space is it filling what is it doing for you well for me i feel like I do, I think there is a physical, if I've eaten, so I've eaten like a savory dinner mm. and then I think there is a physical, like it's a pattern, mm. so, but my body is then craving it. So I think there is a craving there for me. That's what my um, taste buds potentially, that's what they're expecting next. Mm. So I don't know how that translates into my brain of kind of, right, I'll go for the, you know, for the ginger nut biscuits. I don't know what the exact thing is, the like pathway there that happens, what what actually happens. But beyond that, it's the it's the struggle I have to not finish the packet or finish the bar. Mm. And like so if so if um you know, if I had a bar of galaxy, for example, that was like, you know, I don't know, two hundred gram bar of galaxy, I would just eat I would eat the whole thing. And I don't think anything of you know, I well it's not that I don't think anything of it. I feel bad about myself afterwards, even while I'm eating it. But I'm like, well, I know I'm going to finish it, so there's no point, mm. you know. And so when I've when I have conversations or when I've spoken to people in the past and they've said, well, just have a few squares. That to me is laughable. Mm. I'm like, are you? No, you don't. And but my thing is, you don't know me if you think I can just have a few squares. Well, like because because <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, but, but, but I know you, because <laughs> I have a webcam in your kitchen. And I, and I can probably tell you that I think uh, probably the, the thing is that in your mind, having this chocolate is bad. And maybe in a way you are uh, restricting yourself with chocolate. So you, you might have certain rules around it. Maybe it's like, okay, I'm only going to have it after dinner or only once a day, or only once a week, or I'm only going... So you have some kind of external mm. uh, rule. Yeah. And when you have these restrictions, what it does is that it makes you overeat. Because it's almost like your body doesn't know when's the next time you're going to have it. Okay, yes, um, yes, I get that. So so when you... It's almost... You kind of put a, a, some kind of food on a pedestal. Like you... 
describe so what's wrong with this uh, galaxy is it a chocolate yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 so what's wrong with that why is it like why is it a problem let's say even if you eat the whole bar what what's the problem with that um i think the problem with it is the feeling i have afterwards of, mm. of guilt and of like that i've done something wrong i think it's the feeling that that makes me think that I'm going to um, put on more weight. Uh, and I think that it's like, a, you know, I'm not overly happy with my appearance. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, well, that's just going to make it even worse. Yeah. So it's it's like, it does feel like something I can't control. Uh, well, the only way I control can, can control it is through not having it in the house. Mm. If it's there, I'm going to eat it. So uh, that's exactly, you know, so, so that really speaks to what I said, you know, when you uh, put food as a pe on a pedestal or something that this chocolate will make me fat or this chocolate will make me uh, gain weight or uh, anything like that, you already create this kind of, let's say, tension yeah. where the, actually you're giving food the power over you. Yeah. But if you um, learn to see uh, this chocolate as normal or as like equal to an apple not nutrition wise because i mean we both know that they have different nutrition values let's say yeah but you don't equate um you don't put any morality to it so there is no guilt around it then yeah. it then the the likely like you're not going to overeat it because like you're not going to eat overeat apples right so no definitely because you don't feel guilty about it <laughs> It's the same. Um, so what I do a lot of times with my clients is uh, something called habituation, mm -hmm. where you kind of choose one food that is really that you really put on a pedestal, and then you allow yourself to eat it as much as you want. Okay, basically, I like this. Whenever you Sounds want. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> thing is that after like usually maybe two weeks, or it depends, you know, what's the relationship you have with this type of food. But after a while it loses like it's allure it's not yeah i suppose even when you first is that's a bit like when you you know on a micro level when you the first bite of anything is the most powerful flavor isn't it mm. and then you know quite often with and i think with food in general you know you taste the first couple of mouthfuls and then i kind of like just shovel the rest in not even thinking about it anymore not savoring it anymore but no i i one of the things that you said there I'm really glad this has just happened because I just, my reaction to it, I was try deliberately trying to notice what it was. My reaction to what you said was, and I think this is something I think all the time that perhaps other people do. I was thinking, yeah, that's for other people. I can't do that. <laughs> yes. I can't do that. Yeah. I was yeah. thinking, yeah, yeah, you might think, other people might come and think, you know, yeah, and they're, but their issue with it was probably not as strong as mine. Yeah. That was the first thing I thought. Of course. And, you know, rationally thinking about that now, you know, just a few seconds after thinking it, I'm like, no, no, you know, there are things in my life that I thought I would never be able to do that. And mm. then I look back and go, wow, look at, where I am now compared to where I was then. So, you know, being open-minded, I can see that it is potentially a yes. path. But the yo-yo thing, that yo-yo dieting that you mentioned, but that phrase yo-yoing is quite apt for that as well because I think that's where it feels like a, like I'm a smoker that's tried to give up and then started smoking again and tried to give up and started... Sm 
that's my relationship with sweet foods and yes and and the the reason why it's like this is because you're looking at it like for example you you promise yourself you're never gonna eat a chocolate again right like from now on you quit sugar and you're never gonna have it again yeah not so, since not since Tuesday but yeah I've yeah done that. <laughs> you've done that like maybe every Monday or something um, but, but then you you know you put yourself on a restriction mm. um, that is very based on what you should do yeah so you're not there is no really like a meaning behind it yeah also you're relying on willpower and that's why you know diets don't work because they only rely on willpower and mm. at some point you know your willpower tank will be empty yeah or like something will happen in your life like a challenge or whatever um so even if you've been able to like hold yourself or willpower through the diet or this rule that you decided you're going to uh, follow yeah then at some point something will happen and then what I like to call, am I allowed to swear? I'll go on, treat yourself. The fuck it effect, right? Yeah. You're like you've been really good, really good and then you're like, fuck it, I'm going to have all this because I deserve it or because I had a bad day or because, you know, so this is black, like this yeah. black or white, all or nothing approach doesn't work. Yeah. And I, what I do with my clients is help them be more in the gray where okay. there is no... You know, if you don't equate food as good or bad, then you don't have anything to, like, you can't do anything wrong. Yeah, I suppose it's a really it's a really interesting way of looking at it. I've never thought about it before like that. Um, it's something I'm going to try and try and implement, actually. It's because, yeah, it, it is that then that emotional roller coaster that you have that goes alongside it, hence the reflecting, you know. But the, yeah, you do kind of feel the real downs and I suppose the thing is when like if I was thinking about someone else rather than looking at me I would see it as well you have that because you get the sugar rush but I don't think I when I have chocolate for example it's not because it makes me feel good afterwards because mm -hmm. it actually doesn't mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's not like it you know yeah I enjoy the flavor of that first taste and I always bring this back and I'm sorry mum and dad um but <laughs> I always bring this back to like um childhood of like i'm in a family of you know mum dad and three kids and we would like share a mars bar so we would like mum and dad would cut it into five pieces and it was like good if you got an end because mm -hmm. you got a bit of extra, extra chocolate so like so i i'm not sure if the whole kind of sweet thing kind of if i if i have this thing subliminal thing in my mind from the past of feeling restricted mm -hmm. you know um and like food's not the be all and end all of life. You know, I had a very loving upbringing and a very happy upbringing. But like, um, with whether, whether that's some for some reason why I go to the other extreme with sweet things in my adult years or even teenage years. Yeah, I mean, of course, uh, obviously, from what you told, you experienced some, let's say, deprivation with with chocolate yeah, or sweets, yeah. and deprivation always creates um, some kind of let's say, unhealthy relationship with food, whether you're overeating or emotional eating. Yeah. Um, and, and that's just a natural thing. And that's, again, like back to diets. The diets are all about deprivation. Hmm. That's why after a diet, there will always be a binge. Yeah, that's why it's right. the yo-yo yeah. diet thing where you're like restricting, then um, you're binging. And then you're restricting. Like yeah. you go on a diet and you go and celebrate and then you go on a diet yeah. and then you go and celebrate but i think you know back to your you know to your stories 
a lot of what I like to do is, you know, like maybe I can ask you, like what happens, what would happen if, let's say, we would erase your memory mm -hmm. uh, from this childhood with the Mars? Do you think this chocolate will still have the same effect on you? Well, yeah, it, prob it probably would. I just don't know if it would be the chocolate. It might be something else. Mm. And that's, that's, that's the thing. So I'm not blaming, in no, I'm in no way blaming a kind of situation from my childhood for what I'm doing now. Yeah, of course. And I do think that there's like a, I do think there isn't, you have an ability to, to look as an adult and reflect on things, obviously, with a m more mature brain and to try and, you know, intellectualize it. But um, sometimes it feels like it's fighting against a, a more primal kind of mm. need. Yes. That you're kind of like, so I'm thinking, you know, so I could walk into my kitchen thinking, oh, no, I'm going to go and eat that whole bar again. Well, what, you know, so why can't I stop if I know in my mind what's going to happen next? And, mm. you know, so I do think, and like I said before, there are lots of things that I have changed and I'm sure people, you know, millions of people around the world have changed in their lives if they're not happy with them um but yeah it's in answering your question i don't know i don't know if it's the um i think it's pro possibly um about punishing yourself mm -hmm. i think i feel like it is i for, for whatever reason i crave that feeling that I've done something wrong so I can feel bad about myself. Yes. So um, you're actually talking about self-sabotage in a way, right? Yeah. 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 And um, I always say like self-sabotage is again a byproduct of restriction. Mm. When you restrict, when you see things as good or bad or black or white, the all or nothing approach, mm. then you have something to sabotage right you you, you have a, a rule to break yeah but if you don't see things in this gray in this like black or white way then there is nothing to rebel against yeah um but i think you know back to the chocolate thing if if you saw chocolate as just like a normal thing i can 100 percent promise you because I've seen it with clients and with myself that you'll be able to have like maybe one piece or two pieces and really eat them mindfully and enjoy because like you said it's really the first bite oh, yeah, yeah. that holds Definitely. all the, the flavor yeah and it's also coming back to okay how, how do I actually want to feel so why am I eating this chocolate well because I, I want to kind of uh, finish up the meal I feel like I need that like extra mm. sweet at the end and that's totally normal and totally natural but how do you want to feel after I want to feel maybe peaceful relaxed I want to feel uh, good I want to feel a sense of well-being and then you know eating the chocolate consciously connecting to that question of how do you want to feel yeah and when you you're focused on that intention of maybe you want to feel relaxed or peaceful or whatever then there, you're more likely to stop when when you get to that point where it serves you. I yeah I I I do like that. I like that. I like the theory of it. I've still got it's funny because I've still got that thing going. Oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But then the thing is that. But where I think there is a bit of hope there, or where I think maybe I can, is that um, I heard someone once saying or read or whatever about if you crave something, wait fifteen minutes. Or have a glass of water and wait 15 minutes or something. But I was thinking of it in a slightly different way, which was 
when I I'm literally because this happened like the night before last. Um, I ate this bar of Galaxy, this big, quite a big bar of chocolate. Um, I got halfway through it, and I didn't wrap it back up because I knew I was going to finish it. But it was on the sofa next to me, and it was probably about half past six in the evening, so I'd gone early for one thing. I was already it was quite early to be like into my evening chocolate, and I um, I remember like just cramming it in mm. and thinking. Well, and if I, or I remember thinking afterwards, if I'd stopped at that halfway point and waited half an hour, but in my mind I was like, I know I'm going to finish it, so I might as well finish it now. Now, actually, thinking about that now, reflecting on it, even in the moment, I'm not even trying to enjoy the chocolate.、Mm. I'm actually trying to get to the end of it. Yeah, I'm just trying to finish it so it's done. And that's like a metaphor for my life, actually. Yeah. For a lot of people's lives, I think, which is like, if I could just do that, I'll get to the end and I can move on to the next、mm, thing. Yes. So I was like, you know, there's no, there's literally no, the pleasure wasn't in the eating at all. Yeah. It was actually more. I must have been craving something to have finished it and then have that feeling of, oh, I've done it again. It's almost yeah. It's almost like you know that you you feel guilty about it, so you want to get it fast. You know, to、yeah. to get done with it as fast so maybe, as you so can. So maybe it's the guilt that's the addiction. The guilt is definitely like the thing is that the the guilt has you know、um, a ripple effect of again like overeating and emotional eating because guilt is a very strong emotion,、mm. right? So、yeah. you're trying to distract yourself or numb yourself from this guilt by actually eating more, which makes it even worse, right? So, and it's also about asking yourself, like, okay, what is eating this whole bar of chocolate、um, doing for me? Like, why do I need this? What maybe other emotion am I trying to、um, to、yeah. feel?、Um, so how right? So, and particularly with your clients, then, or if I'm a client,、mm-hmm. um, that so so like, how do you uncover? How do you go about uncovering yeah, that? Yeah. What that emotion and what that feeling is? Because、mm. I do feel like for me, I'm I'm there. I'm ready to. I'd like to do that work,、mm-hmm. but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. So again, like the first thing that is really important is to break down this、um, looking at the chocolate as a bad thing.、Mm. That's the first thing before looking at the emotions, because if you already see the the chocolate as bad, yeah. Then you're already yeah. You're so I'm doing it now. I want to get to the end. I don't want to do the first. I don't want to do the the work. Yeah. I want to, I want to get to the、exactly. end. Exactly. No, well, let's get to the emotion. And, and you know that's a very human <laughs> thing, right? Like we all want to just get done. You know, have the quick fix, and that's why、yeah. people love diets because they they kind of know what they're going to get. Like they're going to lose. X amount of pounds in this time, and they just want to be at the end with a quick fix.、Right? If you if you said to me, go to Holland and Barrett, buy some panda licorice, stand on one leg, and 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 sing a song by Take That every evening for four hours, and it will stop you doing that. I'd probably go. Oh, I'll give it a go. That's、mm. probably. Do you know it's like, yeah? It's one of those like because you look for someone to tell you. This is how you get fixed. It's and、uh, again, like you know, back back to the beginning of our conversation. It's where where do you think your happiness comes from? So, do you think your happiness comes from、uh, being at the end? You know, reaching your end goal, like whether it's、um, losing weight or getting in the new house or the new car or where is is that? You know, if you want to get to your、uh, to that future point. 
that means that you equate happiness with some kind of um, end goal, end goal yeah. which is usually uh, like a shiny penny. Yeah. Um, and it's learning that actually happiness doesn't come from the end goal. It comes from the from the journey yeah. of like discovering, oh, actually, now this chocolate has no power over me. It's yeah. actually the journey that it's, it's very satisfying and very, you know, that's where the growth happens. Yeah, I mean, actually, this, this podcast is, is a, a good example of that, where I'm kind of working quite hard to try to um, promote it and get it so there's more people listen to it. And, you know, I don't have a kind of necessarily a specific goal in my mind where I'll be like, that's what I want to achieve and then it will be successful or I'll be happy with it or whatever. But because I've realized that, that, that about that journey being the being the, the kind of the enjoyable bit, the kind of fulfilling bit, I've actually been able to do that with this with the podcast, mm. which is really quite amazing that um, so I so I know I have that ability to do it. So it's interesting that on a, with other things, um, it's hard to actually break habits and and, and challenge things. But yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think. Um, I've listened to a few people recently, um, you know, sports people in particular, saying when they won that, you know, heavyweight championship or they won, they won whatever competition, the World Cup, or they kind of had this empty feeling because they thought it would fill them to the brim and kind of they'd be like, yes, I've done it. And then that, that would be sustained forever because they'd yes. achieved this thing. And they've got there. Um, I'll never forget... Um, there was a cyclist called Chris Boardman, I hope I'm going to get this right, years ago in the Olympics, a British cyclist, and he won the gold medal in the Olympics. And the camera's on him, and he's won the Olympics, and he's going round on his bike on the velodrome, and the camera's on him, and he looks down. And the, I heard an interview with him where he's, they said, oh, what was happening? What was going through your mind? What was the elation like? And he, and he said that his first thought was like, oh, God, what now? Yeah. That was like one of his first thoughts. Yeah. And he was like, what do I do now? Yeah. I've done it. Yeah, because what, that's the thing. Like when you value the shiny pennies, like the end goal. Yeah. What happens is that when you get there, it's never enough because you can always have more. Like you can always have a faster car, a bigger house, yeah. earn more money, get more followers to your podcast, um, run faster. Yeah. So you feel empty because you never, you can never fulfill that space. That you'll, you'll never have enough. But if you uh, value things that truly matter, like the real values, yeah. like maybe it's growth or contribution with your podcast. Like maybe that's your, the, your value to contribute yeah, and help yeah. people. Yeah. That will never end. You know that will. It doesn't matter how many numbers you reach. Yeah. Well, look. That, I mean, that's it's amazing. That's. Unbelievably, that's the that's the end of the podcast. I mean, that's a really good way to finish. One of the things that just popped into my head, though, just because this is quite a funny way to finish it, is uh, John Candy in Cool Runnings. Have you ever seen Cool Runnings, the mm. film about the Jamaican bobsleigh team? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> right? He says, they're talking about cheating to win a gold medal, and he says to this um, Jamaican bobsledder, if you if you're not enough with uh, sorry if you're not enough without the gold medal you'll never be enough with it mm, and it's that in a beautiful. nutshell so um look thank you for coming in um i uh, i hope you can come back again and we'll we'll uh, carry on a conversation um but yeah thanks ever so much how do people get in touch with you how do they get um, contact my website is in uh, namawellness.com 
Um, they can reach me at my email info at namawellness.com or my Instagram, which is also namawellness. And nama is N-A-A-M-A. Correct. Cool. Thought I'd say that just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mental Comms, uh, Mental Conversation on, on Instagram, and another episode will be winging its way to you soon. Thank you.